Welcome back, everyone, to episode 261 of Ford Love of Cinema. This is 261B, where we will Buh. now talk about Don't Look Up. Oh, I thought you said something wrong. You, you said B or something. Didn't B, 261B. With you for this discussion are just Grayson and Roger. Chris had to take off. For the episode of 355, including the whole box office breakdown, what's streaming, three suggestions to watch for the week on, on the streaming service, and trailer talk, check out episode 261A, posted on 118. So, Roger, without further ado, let's take a look at, don't look up, but let's take a look at the tomato meter first. Now, this one's a little higher than the other one at 55%. Audience score, 78. So, the other, the audience score for the 355 is actually higher than the audience score for don't look up. Sure. <laughs> That's kind of interesting to me. Tomato meter is a whole lot higher, too. But don't mm-hmm. don't don't look up as a better movie. I just don't think by a whole lot. But mm. all right, let's look at some particulars, sir. Shall we? All right, let's look at some particulars. Okay, don't look up is. Oh man, I, there's so much I want to say about this movie, but so much I promised myself I wouldn't say about it. But good. All right, real good. Huge cast, massive cast. Yep. Jennifer Lawrence, Leonardo DiCaprio, Meryl Streep, Kate Blanchett. Rob Morgan, Jonah Hill, Mark Raylance, Tyler Perry, Timothy Chalamet, Rob Perlman, sorry, Ron Perlman, Ariana Grande, Kid Cudi, Melanie Lasinski, sorry, Linsky, and Himesh Patel. That is a massive cast. It's a big cast. Directed by Adam McKay. Now, yep. Adam McKay is interesting here because he's done a ton of stuff. Yes. Yes, he has. And he's, he's, a, he's a very bright guy. That's my problem with this is – Adam McKay is extremely smart. He's a good writer. He was partnered with Will Ferrell for a very long time. For a long time, yep. Yeah, I don't know what caused that break. I never did any kind of... He talked about it a while ago on something. I don't remember, but... I mean, this dude wrote Anchorman. The first Anchorman is, I think, brilliant. Um, he also directed... Talladega Nights. <laughs> which is whatever. Step Brothers, another movie that people love. The other guys... Anchorman 2, which was a big disappointment if you ask me. Vice, yeah, which was yeah. Academy Academy nominated and won. I liked Vice. I thought Vice was good. Yeah, Vice was a it was a damn impressive thing. And now don't look up. But he has produced a whole lot more than he's directed, such as the campaign, um, all kinds of interesting things. He produced Tammy, which we all we, uh, we remember from twenty fourteen. Daddy's Home, which I, I love Daddy's Home and Daddy's Home too. I just I think those movies are hilarious. Um Vice, obviously, he's this guy has he has so many things he's produced. It's like the things he, he's produced, like six dozen things. It's very impressive. Yeah, he's got a lot, and he's got oh my god, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He's got thirteen things in pre-production and post-production right now. Good under his very good. All right, Rod, tell us what this is about. Don't look up. So, Don't Look Up is a movie, possibly a documentary being filmed in real time, um, about a pair of astronomers that find a comet hurtling towards Earth um, in about six months' time, and that it's going to wipe us all out. And so they go to tell everybody about it, and nobody believes them. You know, the scientists start to believe them. Then they try to get to the general public to believe them, talk to the president. Nobody wants to talk about it. And then this is a story about how the political spin on there's no comet if you just don't look up. Don't let it ruin your life. And 
you know, it's about how society changes during that time. And, you know, and then lo and behold, there is a comment and weird. <laughs> well, see this, you can view this as a, a complete political satire. Yeah, of, that's what of, it is. Of the day. Um, I can see why some people would stop watching this after about 20 minutes. And I get that. Yep. Um, I've seen it. I've seen all the, po- I mean, I don't want to get into that, but I can see why this would really piss some people off. Sure. Um, but I mean, I'm just looking at it as, again, I'm looking at it as a piece of comedy. It's, you know, it's on, I mean, I'm looking at it as a piece of art that's protected under the, it's art. So don't get too mad at it type of thing. Um, I don't know how many more people, I mean, I don't know if everyone's gonna look at it like that. That's how I'm looking at it, but I can see how people might take this the wrong way. I mean, I'm certainly not going to say that, that, that they won't, but Adam McKay is a big one here. And we can't forget the big short, which was also a pretty amazing film. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, really surprising that came from Adam McKay, but I'm I'm happy that he's able to do this again and again and again. And again, Vice is one of those movies that also I just thought was very clever. It was brilliantly written. A lot of people think differently, but I, I thought Vice was an, a damn good movie. Yeah, I think it's fine. All right. So, what do you think of the cast, Roger? Before we move on, huge cast. Yeah, huge, huge cast. cast. Everybody's great. <laughs> yeah, none of these. These are all like Academy Award winners. <laughs> You know, like, I love I love DiCaprio playing like this guy that can't talk on TV. He's got all this terrible anxiety. I just think that's hilarious. Well, because of Adam McKay and all of his movies with Will Ferrell, a part of me thinks, a part of me thinks it was that's a Will Ferrell part almost. It was written for that kind of like yelling into the camera, like Will Ferrell. But you know did. what? I don't think it would have the. I don't think it would be. I think it would be more cornball comedy if it was like that oh that definitely it definitely would and dicaprio being in that role i you know it's a little it's a little more of a it's it's a more serious thing i i mean i mm-hmm. I'm, i don't think will if it was it was ever considered for the i'm just saying like i can see the dna of adam mckay working with will ferrell for so long in the role of dicaprio's character is what i'm saying as randall, sure. randall mindy i mean he's and I mean, I love his meltdown too on on, on camera. I mean, I, I love his meltdown. I love Jennifer Lawrence's meltdown. On camera. <laughs> they're pretty hilarious. I mean, they're there to make you laugh, and it's just it, it's as absurd as as some of the movie really is. Now, let me ask: Is it fair to say that this is Don't Look Up? Is I want to say Anchorman mixed with two better? I've forgotten the two better movies I want to talk about though. But this is definitely like a mixture of Adam McKay work. Yeah, I don't know if it's Anchorman though. Of uh, Vice mixed with Anchorman, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just wrong about that, but I forget the two movies I was going to reference with them. But so I mean, it's it's also impossible to not. You can't watch this movie. You can't watch, for instance, the scenes with the Streep character, Meryl Streep, and not mm-hmm. like that's an that's definitely a reference to our former. Oh, it's a, it's all political. Okay, so that's okay. I was I wasn't getting there. So. I mean, if you want to know, this entire movie is about global warming. <laughs> this entire movie is what? About global warming. It is. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. So all the science is there. You can't just say it's not. That's correct. what the whole point of this is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, it's. But it's also very 2021, which is what I I find so. The, that's what I find so brilliant about it is, it is, it's accurate as shit. I don't know I mean, if it's just 2021. I think it's it's been this way for a while, honestly. And that what's happened in our political 
landscape in the last couple of years has really exacerbated it. Um, but there has been stupidity like this for a long time. No, oh, on, so, on on both sides too. Not yeah, just one no, side. no, absolutely. No, this is this is not a slant one way or the other. There's a lot of dumb shit that happens, and this is just making fun of all of it. So, mm. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. No, but no there's definitely right. some people that take this movie very personally. I bet. <laughs> but I mean, part of me thinks it's meant to. That's kind of the point yeah. I was talking about earlier. Is like I think the better the better movie here, the better dark comedy here is sacrificed to make a political point. And I don't want to sure. get into where it's going, but I think that's probably as accurate a statement as any uh, when it comes to don't look up for sure. I mean, it's a lot of, okay. So let's start with Lawrence's character and DiCaprio's character. Let me get their names again. Um, Kate, Dr. Mindy and Dr. Dibiaski. Dibiaski and Mindy, they detect a comet that's on an exact trajectory with earth and it's the size of mount everest 10 yep. kilom- 10 kilometers big this is an extinction, killer. extinction level event no question and they they hurry up they go to the rob morrow character the oh, sorry rob morgan character dr clayton teddy oglethorpe and they tell him dude we have to report this they report it and in the beginning no one takes him seriously <laughs> no, no, they basically get laughed out of the oval office they get laughed out of the Oval Office, and we can't. I mean, like a pair, a pair with the Streep character, of course, is the Jonah Hill character, mm-hmm. which is going to be, you know, the former president's children. That's who he represents. It's just hilarious. Yeah. So they get laughed out of the Oval Office, even though they. I love have, when he, the, I love when he calls Kate the boy with the dragon tattoo. <laughs> there, there's a lot of great one liners in this movie. There's a lot of great one liners. Yeah. A ton of great one-liners in this movie. I I laugh very hard at. She has the worst haircut in the world, by the way. Who? Or oh, you you mean um Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah. Who I think is supposed to be um Greta. What's her name? No, you're wrong. The girl who you don't even say because you're completely wrong. Thornburg. I I I don't know Thornburg. I think I'm. That's not correct in any capacity. I would think I'm probably right about that. Um. Anyway, so I know for a fact that you're not. So um. She has, I mean, there's a kind of an element of comedy here when they are, they're like, no, no people, this is happening. And everyone's like, what is it? A hundred percent happening. And, and he's like, like, nothing's a hundred percent science. It's 99.8, <laughs> but it's not a hundred though. Right. <laughs> that, that did make me laugh. Cause like, I feel like that's a lot of people, how they look at things these days is it's, it, it, if, if it's not a definite, then it's not a definite, you know what I mean? Like they're like, no, well, it's a 99.87% chance. That's pretty high. Like, oh, so it's not a hundred. <laughs> but that was pretty funny too. Um, no, I totally get that. The um, there's a lot of great comedy here involving these characters too. Who, I mean, if this is satire, then everyone's kind of a joke on themselves, right? In this movie, this is just yeah. one long. This is a two hour and twenty minute joke, is what it is. Right? Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure I'm right about. It. I mean, I was watching. I'm like, this is this is all just part of one long joke that just that doesn't end. I mean, even down to. The um, Tyler Perry and Kate Blanchett playing the the, mm-hmm. the, the morning talk show hosts. Yeah, idiots. How can you love? How can you not love their banter? Oh yeah, it's terrible. I, I, I would hate that show on television. <laughs> I'd be like, this fucking hate these people. <laughs> <laughs> when um, Dibby asks, he's like, "This is going to destroy the planet," and then Tyler Perry's like, "Well, 
can it please touch down in Jersey and destroy my ex-wife's destroy, house? Here? Destroy this house? Yeah, I paid for that house. She's <laughs> like, this isn't a joke. Everyone they, on the planet's going to die. They kind of stare at her like, but is it 100%? It's yeah. just, there's a ton of different, this is what I think is a brilliant part of this Adam McKay movie is it's so accurate, it's scary about how some people look at things. And it's, no, no matter what way you slice it, this is definitely a movie about the political climate. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, but I mean, everyone knows, everyone at least watching it on Netflix knows that even though it's satirical farce, it's, there's still an element of truth. The reason it's so funny and hits home is because there's an element of truth to it. Yeah. And that's, you know, of course what we love. And I mean, so the characters are what make this movie what it is. You know, Laura Lawrence's Dibiaski, um, Peter Isherwell is a, um, you know, he's the, 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 the mix between, you know, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk. Is there Zuckerberg in there too? Like a Facebook? I, I mean, I got Steve Jobs a lot. Like an Apple kind of, okay. Well, yeah. one, one, one of those, definitely a Bezos, maybe Elon Musk with the space stuff. Yeah. I mean, all characters are kind of rolled into one and it's like, you know, it's just, it's very interesting. Some of these, mm-hmm. of course, you know, Ariana Grande is, or Riley Mina is Ariana Grande. It's, just, it's just, that's her, you know, she's playing herself, which is pretty much too. I, I, it's, it's a, it's, this is a tough movie to talk about without going one way or another, but I don't want to go. I mean, one this way movie, this thing, just, just realize this movie is about politics, pop culture, and overall how the climate of the world is right now about how, if you just, you can legitimately just be like, that's not real. And people were like, yeah, hell no, it's not real. And, you know, how it comes back around full circle sometimes. So, But, it, a, but it works to a frustrating effect. I mean, there are some really funny moments in this movie. Hilariously funny moments to me in some cases. So, And there are some jokes that come back around. For example, when they're waiting in the Oval Office, Paul Gullifo Paul is playing a three-star general who goes and gets them snacks and says, guys, I'm going to need 10 bucks a piece. This is not cheap. So yeah, he's like, you know, it's the White House, everything's inflated. They're like, oh, yeah, okay, sure. For a bottle, like a bottle of water and a thing of Cheez-Its. <laughs> Ten bucks a piece. So, so a they, couple, like a couple hours later, they're still there. So she goes to get more and <laughs> she walks in. And she's like, where do we pay for these? And lady's like, pay for what? This is the White House. All this is free. She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then she's like, and it's, it's like a running joke throughout the rest of the movie that she's just still talking to people about. She can't understand why he did it. <laughs> and, like, and, and you never get a resolution to that either, which I think is even better than you getting don't. a resolution. You do not. I mean, that's, that's, but that's like, that's why the joke works is because you never get a resolution to it. It's like, you know, it's, it's just, it's just wonderful that the joke. And there are several great one-liners. Jonah Hill is full of one-liners in this movie. Like great one-liners. Um, <laughs> I mean, Kate Blanchett, wonderful one-liners. Tyler Perry, wonderful one-liners. At least their characters are. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a frustratingly great. Well, it's a frustratingly okay movie. I'll be gonna say, yeah. I don't think it's great. It's it's okay. I don't think it's great. But listen, I laughed a few times, very hard. So, I mean, I think that's important to. Oh, that's what that's what it makes. That this is Armageddon meets Anchorman meets extinction level movie you know what i mean like sure i mean they literally make a plan to land drones on this comet to break it up yeah which is i mean they that's, sure do. That's well they had it. an original plan to just break it up but then they get a secondary plan which boy buddy does that go well 
<laughs> the Ron Perlman character is just he makes my day. Dabsky, whatever his name is, classic. He's just a terrible human being. Yeah, terrible. But I mean, he's, he's from just... a different era. What <laughs> I keep saying. Which yeah, is what we say about all of our. Which is what we say about someone who isn't like is what we always say about like an elderly person. Oh, it's a different time. A different time. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's. But it were. I mean, it's funny, right? Or am I wrong about that? Yeah. No, it's funny. I think so. It's very I mean, funny. I can see how some people wouldn't like the Ron Perlman character. I can definitely. Well, I think there's that. a lot of people that are going to take some of these jokes very personally. <laughs> so, hmm. you know, they're gonna they're gonna feel like their political ideology is attacked. And uh, but I you can know, see why they would think that though. It's not like we're saying well, they shouldn't. I mean, think it's it, not. It's it's not uh, hidden <laughs> by okay. that. But a lot of it is if you look from if you were looking at it, if you lived in another country and watched this movie, you would be like, yeah, that's how America is. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, definitely would. And so, I think uh, that's going to bother some people. So, yeah. Is that a fair way to say that? That, 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 that is a fair way, and along that same lines, Roger. Let me ask you, this. and I and I want your I want your honest like, put your thinking hat on and answer this question: Does this movie ever get released by a studio, or is that or is Netflix the only way this gets released? No, I don't know though, because he's got a good enough history to get whatever he needs distributed. I think. Yeah, but I mean, a studio exec might read the script and be like, "We can't, we can't be behind this." They what? could. So I, I mean, mean, I've seen way more politically charged stuff come out that's not comedy. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. I think this is probably one of the top five of like this is definitely politically charged one way or the other. Like it's just sure. this is definitely on like the top five list of political motivation in this. Well, movie. well, just remember though, most of those aren't the movies you're thinking about aren't comedies. That's true. That's you're, you're right about that, that. That's I think that makes it different. Honestly, I think it does. But this movie, like, it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't have the vibe of a comedy either, and like, but it clearly is trying to be a satirical comedy. No, it's definitely satire. It's not always funny, but it's definitely satire. For instance, DiCaprio's character, who I mean, for all intents and purposes, is a good sexiest dude. scientist alive. Sex- <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's but he's also a good dude. He wants to do right. He wants to make sure the world's taken care of. He he gets caught up with Blanchett's character, the reporter. You know, they have a thing. His wife finds out, and then like that destroys him for a little bit. He try, you know, but like I feel like anyone in that situation would act that way. And then, you know, an hour later, he's brought her flowers. Everyone's at his house having dinner. Yeah. When extinction level event happens. Sure. You know, like, and that's one Spoiler. thing. I'll, and that's one thing. I, I mean, I I do give this movie props for actually going through with it. Oh yeah. There's a comment, folks, and it's real. It's coming, and there's no way to stop this thing. Uh, I do love the realization when they're at like the outdoor thing and they look up like, what the hell is that? And they're like, it's the comedy. He's like, you told us it wasn't there. It's just burning continually brighter and brighter as it's hurtling towards the planet. Well, but that's part, I mean, that's part of the whole, like, one side doesn't believe one thing, one side believes, I mean, it's just, it's all part of the same, you know, farce, the joke of which, which is, I mean, sad to say, I think is the joke in this movie is American politics. Yeah, that's, like like you just said, someone outside this country looks like a someone out in the third, someone in like a European nation watches this movie. They're like, yeah, that's that's America for you, right, right, right there. <laughs> well, um, shit, kind of a joke, <laughs> kind of a joke. Um, yeah, so that's I guess kind of my problem is I don't like the fact that it makes everyone look like idiots on in this country, um, except for a few people. But I do think the comet part is. I do like the comet part, the the whole thing that something is killing to kill everybody, and then at the beginning, no one believes it, and then of course everyone sees it, and 
Um, and then we introduced the Chalamet character. Yule. <laughs> Yule, which I think is, you know, Yule's great. Yeah. Yule is, he's a kid that just, just he's a, a, he has potential. He's an underachiever by his own account. And that's what he is. And then he, but it's like purposeful to himself. He, that's what he's aiming for. Yeah. And he doesn't and, care about anything. Him and Dibiaski Dib kind of uh, have a thing. And it's like, but like Timothy Chalamet is no, he's not a small actor. No. He's one of the best young men we have in the industry right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this role is, I think this role is fitting for Timothy Chalamet. I, I think it's do. perfect. I think the way he just comes in is just like, yeah, you know, it's cool. <laughs> I love when he introduces himself to um, Randall's wife. He's, he's like, yeah. "Hi, I'm Yule, but 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 if, if if you have a Twitch account, I'm I'm this." He's like, "I'm Fire you, Criminal Six One Three. Are you are, are you a gamer? <laughs> I'm Fire Criminal Six One Three. Hell yeah, you are, buddy." Timothy just looks at her straight face. Are you a gamer? And then just walks away. Like it's great. Like 100. Just... I don't do much gaming anymore. <laughs> it's great. Like it just. I I wonder was there any characters you didn't hate besides Jewel Roger any character nah, you... I mean honestly I think they all serve their purpose but I think it's pretty funny you know I think each each person especially some people that are portrayed as over the top characters you know satirical characters obviously they're hateable but like the Supreme Court justice that they nominate that doesn't have any law uh, like law or judge experience like this is that sort of stuff just makes me laugh you know because it's so absurd it, it, but that's just it this, this whole movie's absurd mm-hmm. it's just 100 percent absurd i mean there's there's no other way to look at this like I, mm-hmm. just like i can see some people i mean so is american politics right now where we are yeah. it's like those same people that are pissed off about this movie i can see the other side like yep that's accurate all those people are dumb like i can see that happening like at least some of it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's just, oh man, this movie could have benefited, I think, from being ten or fifteen minutes shorter. shorter. Yeah, sure. However, I mean, I like the discussion we had before we started. If you're going to have a two hours and twenty minutes, you want it to be a Netflix movie, yeah, and not a theatrical movie. No, um, for, for sure. I mean, Netflix, you can. I mean, Netflix doesn't movie. shy away from length. That's for sure. Well, I mean, they also don't have to because there's no drive to the cinema. There's no drive back from the cinema. You're not, you certainly don't invest the amount of time you do going to a movie. No previews, nothing. Oh, yeah, so it's just... And popcorn's cheaper. <laughs> uh, like 6,000% cheaper. Yeah, of course. Yes. Of course. What did you not like about this movie, Rod? Let me ask you that. I don't know. Sometimes it feels like it's too much. This you know what I mean? Is, this whole movie is too much. I think, anyway. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> the whole movie's too much. I, it just The absurdity just outweighs... Unfortunately, I think the absurdity of this movie outweighs and ruins some of the better comedy. So when I okay six years from now, when I look back in this movie, I'm not going to remember the the fact that she was like because like what how how that joke works is the scene will cut to Jennifer Lawrence character, for instance, she's she's lying there with Timothy Chalamet's character on like a a mattress, and she they're looking up the sky. She's like, I just don't know how it could happen. Well, you think she's talking about the comment. She's like, I just don't know how that guy could charge me $10 for what was free. Yep, I don't know why he did it, which <laughs> hilarious. But it's funny, but I'm not going to remember that. I'm going to remember the absurdity of the. I'm going to remember that, like, no, I don't want to watch that movie again. That's, that's yeah. absurd. Like, I, that's what I'm going to remember. No one's going to – do you see someone watching this movie a second time ever? 
No, I, I mean, but here's the thing. There there are plenty of people that will watch this over and over again and think it's the funniest thing in the world because it makes fun of so many people in this country. Mm. Um, and that's, that's, you know, who's ever prerogative, whatever. But, like, for somebody like me, I will probably never watch this again. I mean, it is on Netflix, so it doesn't really matter if I do or not. Um, but I don't think it's bad. I just don't think it's very good. This movie is pretty mediocre with some moments that made me laugh. No, that's that's really how I look at this. You're not wrong, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go as far as to say, this is this this movie doesn't deserve the cast that it has. I don't know though because I I would I would counter that by saying if it didn't have this kind of cast, I wouldn't care about it at all. Well, I'm sure. We always ask the question, like we, for instance, we just asked the question of three five five. How did that mediocre, that bad mediocre script get? that caliber of women to, to, to do that role, do those roles. I imagine because of the way this is slanted, these people were just chomping at the bit to be in the sure. movie. And I mean, and that, there's, that there's, matters nothing, sometimes. there's nothing wrong with that. I, I got no problem with it. I'll, however, whatever it takes to get excellent, um, excellent uh, talent on the screen. I don't care. What, I mean, it's, I like watching these people. These are all wonderful Academy Award winning people. So there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I just think they're wasted in this movie. I mean, it's a brilliant, I think it's a great script. I think it's a decent product. I don't think the movie's good. Um, I just think, imagine if you'd got a cast like this and you made a Mudbound movie or The Highwaymen or well, that'd Roma. That'd be the saddest movie in the world. Yeah, but man, it'd be good too. I mean, it's, there, you get something with a caliber of actor you don't get with not caliber of actor. You get a whole lot more out of a movie, I think, than not. If that makes sense in a weird way. Sure. I don't. I don't, I don't know how I would have done this movie differently. I always try to think how I would have done it differently. Um, I can see some people never watching another Adam McKay movie after this. Honest to God, yeah. I can see it. Uh, I don't know why you wouldn't though. I mean, this is it's that's not, their choice. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, but I, there's points in this movie, I was very frustrated in this movie, but not because of the political slant, because for some of the story beats, these, some of these people literally have information that in six months, the world is going to cease to exist. Our world is yep. done and no one takes them seriously. And that's some of the frustrating part is regardless <laughs> is it of frustrating because you could believe it would happen. <laughs> Regardless of where you sit on the political spectrum, when it comes to characters who have news and no one will take seriously, that's frustrating as shit. You know, it's just like, why? Just listen to them. But I mean, I can see why it was chosen not to. I mean, on on the flip side, I, I know why no one's listening to, to them. So, I mean, I get the allegory here. I, I, I get the connection. So, sure. Um, I, think this, I think this budget and this cast could have been used to make a much better movie, though. Yeah. I mean, but, we'll never know how much it costs, though. No, we won't. And Netflix is... Well, I mean, you will if you know something. I mean, if I know something to work on, I can only ask. Well, oh, good. If you know. find out, let me know. What would you guess the, the budget of this was? Can't be that much. I mean, are, are we Besides, talking 50, 100, what? I'd say 65. 60, okay, that's kind of a modest number for Hollywood these days, 665. Especially for a cast that big, it's kind of a modest number indeed. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think anybody was in there for the long haul besides DiCaprio and and them. Seems like most of the other scenes could have been done in a relatively short amount of time. Maybe Blanchett, maybe Meryl Streep was there for a little longer, but I mean, okay, we can both 
we can both um, agree that Timothy Chalamet is the MVP. His character, yeah, 100%. His Perfect. character is the best character here. Firecracker 613, if you're a gamer. Fire criminal. Fire criminal. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it even better. Fire criminal. Yes, All right, let's, let's move into the story. The reason I don't want to talk at length about this one is because, like, it just – you have to get into another discussion to, to keep talking about don't look up. I think there's – I don't want to get into a political discussion. I just don't. So – I just don't think it's you know it the movie just know that the movie is very politically slanted. Yeah, but I mean sure. that's 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 just it. But all right, want me to go first? Sure. So I think this movie is absolutely hilarious and sometimes and incredibly frustrating in others. Um, and I don't know why it's so funny and why it's so frustrating, other than the fact that it might be pretty damn close to real life sometimes. Um, other than that, though, I don't think the movie's that good. I think this movie's about as average as it can be, so I'm going to give it a five. Um, I love DiCaprio and everything, um, and Timothy Chalamet absolutely steals this movie, um, but it's only a five to me overall. Yeah, I agree with you. Unfortunately, a movie I, I would never have guessed with that cast, that director coming off of Vice, that this would have been a five because Vice was like an eight. You know, it's like yeah, Vice is pretty good. Yeah, it's just I'm disappointed in this one. I wanted, I just, you know, I just wanted more out of it, but I'm sure, sh- I'm sure some people are looking at this thing like, like, like it's the pinnacle of filmmaking. I'm sure. Yeah, some but there's other people also think this is the dumbest movie ever made, which it <laughs> isn't, but there definitely are people that feel that way. But also, no, but like, this is an incredibly long movie too. Two hours and 20 minutes, man. It's long. It's long, but. Oh man. So. Yeah, good. It's, I mean, I just, I expected a different product when we got also, I, I know, I know I keep saying that, but it is what it is, man. Mm-hmm. All right. This has been episode 261B of Four Love of Cinema. Buh. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday morning on the podcast service of your choice of the following five iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, and subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. Don't forget to check out the page on Facebook. Always posting things there. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And again, next week, we're taking a look at Scream and the Tender Bar. The Tender Bar, please note, is on Amazon. Good. I, for one, can't wait till a comment hits us.